Welcome in to a post-game edition of the Ole Miss Morning After Show. Not really the Ole Miss Morning After Show. Ole Miss has beaten Penn State, whipped Penn State in the Peach Bowl, and we're coming to you right after the game has ended, 38-25. to 25. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and Philadelphia on 3. And if you sign up today for just $1, you can get comprehensive coverage of not just the Peach Bowl, but Ole Miss's portal pursuits and recruiting. This edition of the Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad brought to you by Riverland Roofing. Would you like peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? For all your roofing needs, visit Riverland Roofing at 662-644-4297. That's 662-644-4297. Riverlandroofing.com. Riverlandroofing.com. Riverland Roofing sponsoring this edition of the Ole Miss Morning After Show. Hey, Brad. What's up, dude? What a game, huh? Yeah. We did not come out hot. That first drive, I sent yeah. 10 text messages talking about how this is going to be freaking ridiculous. Maybe, maybe because I, maybe I may have placed my only wager of the year on this game on Ole Miss to start feeling real good about it. And then the first drive, we looked like one of those, oh, here we go moments. Yep. After that, dude, like it was the, the, the next drive when we can play that, completed that pass, Trey Harrison got a first down, I said, okay. Let me just chill the freak out. Let me just chill out. We look good. We look good after that. But yeah, it was um, just impressive. That, that that was probably the most complete game under Lane Kiffin yet in my mind. I mean, it wasn't. That's not even close. That's probably one of our best games. Um, yeah, I can't think of another one that's that was as 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 wellly coached as that game. In Lane Kiffin's last seven seasons as a head coach, four 10-win or more seasons, four years with a conference record of six and two or better, three straight years ranked in the top 10 at some point, and Ole Miss is now first ever 11-win season. Yeah, the way it started, uh, you and I were talking very early on in the game via text message, and it seemed very eerily similar, at least in start, to Alabama and Georgia as far as their lack or maybe getting pushed and bullied a little bit up front in Trent in the trenches with the offensive and defensive lines, but then it got better. I think it was a good adjustment by Lane Kiffin to speed things up, get the ball out more quickly, uh, establish the run game, a bunch of those different things. But man, what a what a springboard for 2024, and that's something you and I have been talking about. That's what we talked about all season about this team. Winning ten games was an accomplishment in and of itself, but beating one of these other national cont- uh, national title contending teams for 2024, could you pull it off? And could you look like the best team on the field doing it? And Ole Miss answered those questions with a resounding yes in the Peach Bowl. Man, a focused Lane Kiffin is a dangerous Lane Kiffin. Um, you know what? And I think, you know, obviously, um, you know, I've had my doubts. Everybody's, you know, made comments. But, man, he loves Ole Miss now. I think he's all in. He wanted this game. You could tell. I mean, the way he was into it all game, fist pumping, calling. I mean, probably the best called offensive game that he's had in a while. Um, I think he can feel it. I think everybody else can feel it, right? 2024 is that same team you saw today will be back, plus a whole bunch more dogs at it with it. So I think I think everybody can feel it and kind of sense it. And there was a few players in this game, too, that got me excited. Um, Dudley and uh, U- Uqua or whatever. Buddy, hey, is it that, well, welcome welcome to the real world. You sit out, Cedric Johnson sits out. Hey, great player at Ole Miss. But those dudes bald, Ivy. I mean, I, I, I mean, and, and those – we're also adding two DNs that are supposed to be two of the best, you know, in with those guys. So, I mean, dude, today was a fun day to watch some certain guys step up. Pre-scoring was finally pre-scoring. Um, you know, I mean, fully healthy, you know, good time to prepare. Had a great year. But, man, you really saw what he can do in the receiving game today, too. So, there's just a lot of exciting things that, um, man, I'm not going to lie. I can hardly contain myself throughout the game. I'm just, like, ready for next – hey, let's get this game over with. I'm ready to start preparing for next year, you know, and – um Man, it's yeah, it was exciting, exciting day. It was twenty to seventeen at halftime, 
when I tweeted out, man, 2024 is going to rule. And it didn't change the rest of the way. I mean, you got a, a Penn State team who had outscored opponents 115 to three in the third quarter, and Ole Miss blanks them 11 to nothing in that period. Caden Priestcorn, he was named Peach Bowl Offensive MVP. He had 10 receptions for 136 yards, two touchdowns, a couple of highlight real catches. And as good as he was, I mean, Jackson Dart had a case to be that MVP as well. He was 25 for 40, 379, and three touchdowns through the air, rushed for another. He was under duress for most all of the first half. And Ole Miss still needs to add some more portal offensive linemen. I think that's something, if there's one thing we can nitpick about this one game, Ole Miss still has some needs, specifically along the offensive line. One name to keep an eye on who just got in recently, Michael Muskua from Florida, an interior offensive lineman. Ole Miss has already reached out to him. Jared Ivey was named Peach Bowl Defensive MVP, and you brought it up. You, you mentioned I texted it you how, many time, how many times during the day? I texted you twice, I think, during the game and said, Ivey is making himself some money. Um, the way he played, um, yeah, it, my fear was like, man, hold, chill out, buddy. Like, somebody can come in this kid's ear and be like, hey, maybe a third round. Like, to actually just get a chance to focus on him, and, and he really played a hell of a game, batting the balls down, piggies too. And th those are guys that like, hey, well, I know we're all excited about these DNs coming in, but you had Dudley who looked pretty good today in, in uh, first first action of the year. Um, Uqua or whatever I think I say his name. Um, looked Isaac really Uqua. good. Uqua. Dude, and, and, and you know what? He just letting him loose and just letting him rush time and time again instead of being like a spot player. Man, that way – maybe way more active than – then Johnson, I mean, it, honestly, I mean, it was really, really, really kind of enjoyed having him in there. And, um, yeah, obviously, I mean, with, with the DNs we got coming, it's just like, man, you just saw some really exciting stuff. And, and I think if you look at our team, um, the O-line is still a question. I, th I think if we fix our O-line, we can legitly expect to compete and actually win a championship. If we don't, I think you'll fall a little short. But um, we have everything, man. We have everything in place. Um, we showed it today. We went out there versus – and let me tell you something. That Penn State team, this is the one win I will say, hey, Ole Miss beat a legit team. That team, yeah, they, yeah, they were missing some good dudes, but they had some dogs on that mm -hmm. team. Physical specimens on that team. And, and, and there was no secret on their defense. They had dudes that can play and legit bodied guys. I take number 11 right now. I'd take number 41. I'd take, I'd take half their defense, seriously. They, they, were, they were that good. Now, I think you know, you're missing their two, two corners, and you're in Chop Robinson, who's who's a great player. That would have probably made a little bit of a difference. But they still had dogs everywhere, and Ole Miss found a way to absolutely expose them. So, I, I'm impressed with this win. I, I, don't, I haven't always been impressed with some of the wins, but this was a great win. This is mind. the best win of the Lane Kiffin era, and I don't I agree. think it's particularly close. They played well throughout – and Jackson Dart, like I said, he absolutely cooked. He hasn't announced officially that he's returning. The The widespread assumption is that he will return, as will Quinshawn Judkins. They're both renegotiating NIL deals. But you bring up a really good point about Jared. I mean, quite literally in my notes as I'm reading him, it says, as Brad texted me throughout the game, Jared Ivey made himself some money in the Peach Bowl. Finished with five tackles, two tackles for loss, two, uh, two pass breakups. He's returning for next season as is Caden Priestcorn, star wide receiver Trey Harris, and Trey took over. When Ole Miss was struggling early, Buddy. he was it. I mean, it Buddy, was I, like, yeah. like drop back and find Trey, Trey. Screw it, Trey's down there somewhere. And he finished with 134 yards on seven catches. In the old days, all three would be off to the NFL. NIL contracts aren't binding, though. And while they're committed to returning for next season, the, the filing deadline for the NFL draft isn't until January 15th. They could still leave. I was asked on Twitter the exact same thing you brought up during the game if any of those three 
in my opinion, could they ultimately change their minds? They'll have to get, like, in my opinion, pretty significant reevaluations from scouts based off of one game to make that decision, you know, to make that drastic of a flip. You know what I mean? So I don't yeah. put too much what, stock into it right now, I guess. What, what, what we have going for us is I'm sure we've compensated these, these guys nicely. Yes. Um, and pro- probably could have saw them go to the NFL and maybe get a tad more. Yeah, but but one thing, if you're getting a solid compensation and you know one thing that we have over the NFL right now is they have they have a chance to do something special. Mm-hmm. And there, there is still some meaning to making a playoff run and winning a national championship in college. That will be something to do at a school that, you know, maybe historically hasn't played for many national championships or been in the mix here in their last 40, 50 years, whatever, significantly. So you get a solid amount of money. You get to go back and enjoy college. You get a chance to be on a playoff caliber team. That sells itself a little bit as well, right? Hey, then I'm telling you, man, like, I know people, what always cracks me up is how loosely people talk about the NFL. Like, oh, you know, he's just going to go go to the NFL. Like, dude, buddy, it's a it's a harsh reality. It's a harsh reality. You could go there and be out. A priest corner, somebody like that goes gets in the wrong situation. He could go there and not even make it past camp, honestly. And maybe be on a practice squad. I'm not saying that would happen, but I'm saying that's the reality of it. And you can be sitting there watching next fall, your old Miss team make a run, and you're not there, and you really didn't get that much more money. You know what I mean? So – the NFL is a very harsh, brutal business where it takes a little bit of luck on top of, aside from the elitists, the guys that are just guaranteed shoe-ins, which are a very small percentage, the rest of you guys are just fighting for a spot versus millions of people, thousands of people going for these jobs, right? So it's a harsh reality. So the chance to come back to Ole Miss, win a championship or compete for a championship and get a little compensation and, you know, don't rush your, your adulthood too hard. Hell, you're in college. You get free meals. You have to go have fun. Live on live on a beautiful campus. So like, there's something to be said or something to be sold at Ole Miss as well right now. And I think all these guys are making a smart decision. Hey, you're gonna get some good money if you if you're good enough to make the NFL. You'll make it to the NFL when the time's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's, what what it, it's done is it it's erased the risk in a lot of ways for a lot of these guys. I mean, I think like Bobby Massey would have been one of those. He was texting you during the game about Ole Miss needing some offensive line help for next season too. Uh, Bob, Bobby watches about one or two Ole Miss games a year. That's full disclosure. <laughs> I guess he hadn't watched Ole Miss's yeah. line. I got a pretty animated text. Just one a good a good Bobby Massey one liner. <laughs> man, man, a few words, but when he speaks, you know exactly how he feels oh, about certain things. And, and that, like, but he's a good example of a guy that probably would have come back in the age of NIL yeah. if you just because he was a new father at the time, and you you get your. I mean, he just had to go for life circumstance. And now Caden Priestcorn, who's married with a kid, he gets to be the MVP of the Peach Bowl, turn around, be very comfortable, living comfortably in Oxford, supporting the family, and still, I mean, I think today was far and away, not just his best, obviously his best game as an Ole Miss Rebel, but as a tight end, this is a converted walk-on quarterback who played at Memphis. He stepped up in level, and on the biggest stage of the year, I guess for him, because he was banged up for a lot of these games. I mean, he wasn't himself against Alabama, for example. So for the first truly big stage for him, I guess Georgia would count as that, but he just went went off. I mean, he looked like the tight end you thought – Ole Miss was getting so yeah. I learned a lot from I've learned a lot from TV shows it's it's terrible it's not healthy but one thing from the wire that I always took to heart is is uh Bunk told McNulty don't go giving a freak until it's your turn until it's your turn to give a freak and I, I think Ole Miss fans if you're worried about any of these guys leaving after blowing up the peach bowl you're thinking about the wrong thing just be excited not only that these guys are coming back don't worry about it until it's time to worry about because I, I don't think that's a story yet uh but 
be excited about what's returning because, I mean, you heard Lewis Reddick say it on ESPN. These guys will be in contention for the national title next year. Reese Davis on ESPN said if Ole Miss beats Penn State, they'll be ranked preseason top five going into 2024. That's what's to be focused on now. And where do they need the most help? Defensively, they've signed nine defensive players in the portal or added because you don't sign them. They sign financial grant and aid papers, and those aren't binding either. But Walter Nolan – that's the defensive tackle that we were, we were saying Ole Miss had to get right there in the middle, plug beside J.J. Pegues, top two edge rushers with Princely Uman Mielin from Florida and Tyler Barron from Tennessee, to Mary McDonald, starting safety from Tennessee, Key Lawrence, the starting safety from Oklahoma, on and on. This is a title contender. But you wanted to see them put it on tape against a fellow, quote, title contender. And, yes, Penn State, granted, was undermanned, specifically defensively. Chop Robinson didn't play. A couple others as well. Their star left tackle, who's going to be a top 10 pick, I think, in the NFL draft next year. They didn't play. Having said that, it's not like Ole Miss had – I mean, Cedric Johnson was gone and T.J. Dudley stepped up. Ole Miss proved, did the thing that everybody hoped it would do in the Peach Bowl, and that's what? Announce itself on the national stage that, yes, as you look toward 2024, it's over now. The Ole Miss season is over now. As you look to next year, you better start treating Ole Miss with some respect. Put some respect on their name as a national championship contender yeah. in 2024. This is the Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad. I'm Ben Garrett. He's Bradley Sal. Let's hear what Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss head coach, had to say after Ole Miss's 38-25 Peach Bowl win over Penn State to claim an historic 11th win for Ole Miss football. All right, Coach, a short opening statement. We'll go right into questions. First off, that's a, you know, credit to Penn State of – you know, a big-time opponent and very well-coached and very classy uh, program that I have a lot of respect for. I'm very excited about how our players showed up today, um, you know, to come in come in here and have a chance to do something that's never been done before in the history of the school, to win 11 games and um, against a big-time program, big-time opponent. Uh, just really proud of how they did. And, and like I told them, you know, it's one thing to win some games. You know, if you win a game um, – you know, in the last second, you know, a field goal goes in or it doesn't. You know, that's one thing. But to, to play a game that in a lot of phases of the game, um, these guys played extremely well, kind of dominated certain phases of the game um, against – I know they were they were a little short with opt-outs, but, you know, the number one defense in the country. So really pleased of our players to play a really clean, kind of penalty-free, really um, they did a good job in situations, you know, the three-for-three three on fourth downs. Um, you know, those are very critical plays in the game. So um, just really, really happy that four years ago got this opportunity to come here or Chancellor and Keith give me that opportunity to put the staff and players together. And um, it's been a really cool journey and one I'm really grateful for. All right, thanks. Uh, questions, raise your hand. We'll get you a wireless microphone. Let's start right here in the front row on the left, please. <clears throat> Lane, you mentioned taking this job four years ago, and you said you didn't come here to be good, but you came here to be great. Where would you measure this on the scale of greatness? And also, after the game, you said that, you know, there's more to come. What, what is that? What is, what is in store for Ole Miss in the coming years? Well, I think it's really, you know, a cool time right now at Ole Miss, um, you know, to win the most games in the history of the school and to have so many pieces already announcing that they're coming back. Um, which I made sure a couple of them are still doing that after their performances today. Um, but <clears throat> I think it's a really special time. And, you know, I said that when we got hired, we didn't come here to be good and, you know, win some, you know, 
decent bowl games and some matches. We came here to be great, win New Year's Six Bowls like this, be a top 10 program. And so to not just have so many players coming back, but I think it's been well publicized. So many players around the country um, already joining in for next year. I just thought it was obviously extremely important to cap this thing off right because I felt like the last couple weeks so much focus was on next year. These guys announcing they're coming back. All these great players around the country kind of coming together. Some of these guys joked about it, you know, being the last dance next year, and I was just concerned there was too much focus on that. So obviously they did a great job showing up today, and like I said, a really cool game to see them really win situations in the fourth downs um, and critical plays in really critical situations and taking advantage of offsides and different things. Um, you know, those are proud things as a coach when those when these guys do that. All the way back. think it was glad you got to you know create that serious separation in those third and fourth quarters I don't know well first off John are there any jobs open right now just make sure that you know you don't put something out there on Twitter and screw up our day today um, so that wasn't that funny um, <laughs> I've I really did think they did, you know, you say garbage time. It's not garbage time. You know, we need to close the game out better than we did. We didn't do a very good job in four minutes on offense there, um, you know, and on defense. But that was really cool to come out in the second half like that, you know, a game that we had to lead and really have a great kind of dominant third quarter in a lot of phases um, of the game. And I, I don't have it in front of me, but I saw the drive chart up on the, the big screen, you know, before – the end of the game there, the last couple series. And you know, there were a lot of touchdowns and scores over here on our side in that third quarter in the first half of the fourth quarter and a lot of punts um, and then a block field goal on their side. Right. Hey, Coach Kiffin. Um, obviously, you mentioned, you know, it's history for Ole Miss that this is your first 11-win season. But this here was also your first New Year's Six Bowl win. Do you see this as a milestone for your time at Ole Miss or more of a sign of things to come? Well, I said it out there. I really do believe we're just getting started. I think that we're doing something. We're on our way to something really special. You know, this is really neat. Um, we need a New Year's Six Bowl, and, and what an awesome bowl and week. And, and Gary and the whole staff here putting together um, an amazing week for us. And that was awesome. But we really are. We're just getting started um, on something really special and, and a run here. Um, I normally say that's never been done before, but I guess we just did that. But to come back and even do it better, you know, and, and continue to, to improve on, on what we've done so far. All right, next right here. This is for Lane and for Caden. Caden, big day today, 10 catches, 136, and two touchdowns. Anything specific uh, that um, Penn State was doing on defense? And then Lane, game planning for Caden, the biggest game of the year. Just curious what went into that. I uh, just got to thank my coaches, Coach Weiss and Coach Kiffin, just for trusting me and just Jackson for trusting me and just the whole line, just blocking. Just I just got to thank my teammates for just trusting me. So for Caden and uh, Jared. actually tell them what you said, you know, like he was in that decision whether to go out for the draft. And as you saw, these guys announced they coming back. Yeah, so he said, Coach, I'll come back, but you better make sure I have 10 catches in the peach bowl. So. <laughs> So we kind of had to get, that's the day, what we got to do nowadays. We got a game plan to make sure they stay. I'm not asking that. <laughs>
So for Caden and Jared, both of you came to Ole Miss through the transfer portal. Ole Miss is getting a lot of guys from the transfer portal this year. What does it say for you to be MVPs for your respective sides of the ball in a game like this? And what does it tell other guys looking to find a new, you know, greener pasture about Ole Miss? Uh, I, th I think it just speaks to the, the culture that the guys had <clears throat> already when we got here and um, how they took us in and, and kind of showed us, you know, how, how things were supposed to be and how the coaches wanted things aligned. And, um, yeah, just very thankful for uh, Coach Joyner and uh, Coach Kiffin just showing us the ropes and, and making us feel at home day one. And, and uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think with the people that they already had here, a lot of the older guys, like on the old line and quarterback and even – some of the defensive players, they had a lot of structure and they kind of brought us in, a lot of dudes in the portal. But I feel like we brought a lot of older guys that just wanted to come in and just compete and just just test just test how how Power 5 football is like and just kind of just showed out throughout the season and just we came together as a whole. All right, never here. Lane, uh, what did you see in the first couple of series of your offensive series against Penn State's defense that affected how you approached the game? after that and and was tempo a part of that part of trying to disrupt them well a couple of things there <clears throat> um you know just in studying and game planning you know, didn't really feel um in that conference they had played much tempo and you know obviously that's part of what we do and we were able to that only works when you make first downs and so um, we made some plays and we were able to get into some tempo situations and you know, where they weren't aligned and took advantage of that. But early on, there, there was a little struggle there. Um, those guys have really good players at number 11. You know, is a elite player. I'm sure he would have been down to the draft if he could because um, that guy's a special player. So they gave us some problems there early and, and really, I mean, really kind of made it basic and said, okay, you know, we're going to throw the ball quick because they, they got really good rush, especially when they're blitzing him. Um, and we said, oh, you know, we got matchups. We told them before the game, you know, last night. You know, this game will be one on offense in the one-on-one -on -one matchups at wide receiver and tight end, okay? You guys are going to have to to win win the game on offense, making plays in the passing game, and they did it. If I could follow that up, is that okay? Um, and then when you mixed Judkins, a really good back, but you really couldn't do too much with him earlier, then it looked like you decided in the third quarter to mix him in when you had that air threat established. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it works. You know, once you, you know, kind of start winning outside the one-on-one -on -one matchups, you know, they got really good coaches, and so they adjust and, you know, play some more zone and, um, you know, put a safety over the top of Trey, um, you know, and, and didn't play any much more man on third down. And so, um, you know, that's part of it. And then we go back to running the ball. But I thought our players did some, you know, really good things in those situations, like those four downs and then, you know, a big thing those guys do is they blitz everybody and play cover zero as aggressive as anybody in the country in certain situations. And um, the guys were able with two speed options to, you know, pass to Quinshawn for a touchdown, um, you know, and then the, whatever you want to call it, Philly special, Atlanta special, Oxford special, you know, was another cover zero um, blitz beater that these guys executed. All right, right here, front row. All right, Lane, so I promise not to ask you any Taylor Swift questions. Um, but I wanted to ask you, where does today's win, like, rank among your favorite moments from this season? Well, this would be my favorite moment from the season, you know, because it's the, the pinnacle of everything coming together. And um, previously would have been that LSU ending and um, that game. But, <clears throat> you know, to do it on this stage, you know, when 
both teams have a month to prepare and um, you don't have a home field event. You're not playing at homes. There's none of that. You're playing in a neutral site. Um, you know, was this would be the, the best part of the year. And again, not the last play of a game, which we've had a lot of those. And these guys have done a good job finishing those games off. But to to really come out in that third quarter and kind of dominate a really good team, you know, in phases uh, was really special. And that's what you you know really appreciate as a coach to see. Um, versus, you know, a ref's call or the ball hits the upright or something, and, you know, you win or lose based off of that. Left side on the aisle. Coach, kind of a weird question, so I apologize, but there was a Twitter. But that's okay. Her, her was not not as weird as her Taylor Swift question the other day. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and I had more time to think, so I would have said anti-hero. Fair. Well, <laughs> there, uh, there's a Twitter. Or castle's crumbling. Go ahead. There's a Twitter account that you retweeted a couple of times this week that believed to be maybe a troll account putting out fake Penn State player quotes. I didn't know if you were aware of that or made aware of that at any point. Uh, I was made aware of that. I'm, I'm glad we won. So um, <laughs> so you wouldn't be bringing that up in the press conference, and they'd be saying that motivated them. I thought it was pretty funny, actually, um, because they discovered that it was Fisher Ray, one of our assistants that did it, one of our student assistants. So... Fisher's now kind of famous. But I thought it was really cool last night when he showed it to me, and he's like, these Penn State fans now, they're, they're, they're into this. That They researched his password and email and were able to figure out which guy it was that started it. So um, it was it was all in good fun. I hope, I hope the fans had fun with that. You, you were okay with him starting the, the account and everything like that? I mean, it, I'm not going to start making social media rules on people. <laughs> okay. Over here, right on the right side aisle. Lane, um, obviously uh, some considerable momentum with your program right now. What, what kind of role does that play in, in program building, and, and how does where you're at now feel compared to, to where you've been in your career previously trying trying to build something? Well, I've never been anywhere four years, so um, that first off, I feel safe. <laughs> um, but, no, it's it, it, it we, we've talked about it this whole press conference you know we're in a really good place you know we're starting something really special um you know and and i think today's another message you know which obviously you saw these great players around the country the last month sign up to come join these guys and today's another message as you look at mvps up here and the guys that came in here you know to do something special today's another message for you know a couple more pieces that may be out there you know come on join join up are we going all the way in the, in the back here? Yep. Uh, this question is for uh, Jared. How cool is it for you to be, you know, playing in your home state and come out with not only a big win, but win uh, the Defensive Player of the Game Award? Oh, yeah, it was really cool. Um, I had, like, maybe 20, 30 people come to the game today. So uh, it was awesome to just make history with, with my guys and then, you know, even more special to do it at home. So it was great. All right, we've got time for a couple more. Let's go right here first. The, 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 this one's for you, Coach. Um, you kind of talked about in your opening statement about the opt-outs with Penn State not having their two starting cornerbacks. How much does that kind of change how you call the game, and what do you think you guys were able to do more successfully because of that? Well, I mean, they pay us a lot of money as coaches, so, um, you know, I would think that – we wouldn't have been really good coaches if we didn't realize that and obviously go in and attack where there were new players at. I mean, that's coaching 101. So, um, but again, the players got to make the plays. And, 
you know, I get way too much credit on these fourth down plays like they're asking afterwards, you know. Our assistant coaches, Charlie Weiss, um, they did a great job today of having some really unique plays like we talked about, you know, the Philly special or speed option, you know, or Q versus the zero down the pipe. Um, those guys did a great job of game planning to, to beat a very aggressive defense in those situations and to take advantage, um, you know, of different players in there. That's what you're supposed to do. All right, all the way back on the platform. Coach, with how last season started and then unfortunately finished for you and your team, just to be able to be here right now with your only two losses on this season being Alabama and Georgia, just what does that say about you, your team, and everybody else in that coaching room? I think that's good perspective, you know. Um, I just talked about that in there, you know, one year ago where we were and having a memory of, a, you know, a really poor locker room feeling and um, whatever that was, I think we lost four or five or something like that. And, you know, <clears throat> just went back to work and kept trying to add players, try to grow as coaches and um, made some difficult changes. And, you know, it paid off this year. And players and coaches. So really proud of those guys. Right, we're going to take our last question right here, third row on the right. Caden, uh, uh, Jackson in there just told me he kind of calls you the, the dad of, of the offense with the maturity and just experience you brought. How did, how have you felt your role is with this offense? Kind of not the X's and O's, but just within the that offense as a whole. Yeah, I feel like I'm definitely an older guy that's just played a lot of college football. And I just feel like a lot of my teammates trust me and they, they trust what I say and trust what I do. And I feel like Today it showed just on the field, getting helping guys getting set and stuff like that. But I'm just thankful just that they believe in me as well. The Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad is brought to you by Jake Ott of Bank of England Mortgage. Buying a home? Take the first step by getting pre-approved by the Jake Ott team at your local Bank of England Mortgage. Buy with confidence knowing the exact cost and what to expect by getting the paperwork behind you on the front end, making for a relaxed, stress-free home buying experience. Whether it's your game day condo, starter home, dream home, investment property, beach house, or mountain home, Jake Ott and Bank of England Mortgage have the financial solution for you. And through the end of 2023, they're offering no-cost refinance for all who purchase in the current high-rate economy. Interest rates will come down soon, but Jake Ott and Bank of England Mortgage will be there to save you big money on your refinance when the time is right. Let Oxford's best take the stress out of your home buying experience. Check out Jake Ott and the Bank of England Mortgage team at www.boeoxford.com. That's boeoxford.com. Or you can contact Jake directly at 662-832-4663. That's Jake Ott of Bank of England Mortgage, the title sponsor of the Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad. It's that time of year where the weather outside can be frightful. And frightful weather can do real damage to your roof. If you're looking for peace of mind this holiday season, knowing that your roof is taken care of, contact Riverland Roofing. Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered, home or business. They're a GAF master elite contractor and can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured Riverland services Mississippi and its surrounding states. Don't worry about the roof over your head this holiday season. Contact Riverland Roofing today, 662-644-4297. That's 662-644-4297. Or visit riverlandroofing.com, riverlandroofing.com. Riverland Roofing, for all your roofing needs and a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark. 
and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season. And concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen light it up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tacova store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Just like Lewis Riddick said, quote, this team is going to be an absolute problem next year, and I think he's on point. I think that, um, you know, Lane Lane is – this is Lane's chance to do something, make his own legacy next year. I mean, as a coach, he's been in a place for a long time. I think he loves the place now. People have stepped up, give him support. He can make $9 million and live in Oxford, Mississippi, which is still a little bit priced high which I go back and forth with with my buddy Mark Cleary about the prices of homes offered. But still, mm. it's better than most places. Um, I mean, it's, New it's Albany, we're like the South Haven to Memphis gig. is all I'm saying. We're like the South Haven it's to Oxford. It's like the ultimate gig, dude. He's got this. And I think he feels he feels a chance to do something special. The way he was locked in today, like, like where, wh- how do we suddenly just now start using the tight end? This is what he was known for, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, he had the dude before us, Harrison Bryant was a beast. The first year here, Yaboa was a beast. Like, Kiffin has traditionally made tight ends. Like, today looked like one of their, you know, typical Lane Kiffin offenses. You had a tight end over 100-something yards, two touchdowns. That it was the difference today, right? So, I think Lane locked in. He really won this 11th win. I mean, I, there's no question about it. More so, you cannot tell me he prepared. I think he prepared for this game. It's seriously locked in. If he does this all year next year with the talent we'll have, and we fix up, we fix the O-line up front because the O-line is, is rough. It is very rough. Juckins. He got is, better as the as the game went on. It's fine. It's fine. But Juckins, that, there's more lost yardage plays this year in the run game than I can ever remember watching a football team. Seriously, just like hit the line of scrimmage or hit the backfield. I think like 700 of Quinshawn's yards came after contact yeah. this year. Yeah. So we we've just got to fix that there, to, to actually go compete versus um you know the big dogs. The we got to we got to fix that, and we will. We will. I mean, we had some injuries. Pettis was out, so. We got some guys coming back. We need to bring in some guys. I, I, I've said this before. I would love for them to bring in enough to where nobody felt safe. 
mm. up front. And I think that that's just the world that, that we got to live in. That's where we are as a program. That's how Georgia's – you see guys leaving their programs all the time. They're five-star, whatever. Well, they don't care. that Nobody should be safe in a big-time program, right? You should always be doing what's best for the team. That's bringing in enough guys to make it where every guy gets to work hard and be a better player. And that's just life in general. So hopefully we get to that point on the O-line. And I love, I like all these guys. There's, there's some talent on that group. It's not like it's a bad, talented group, but there needs to be a push up there. It's like, hey, this the standards got to get better up front, you know, on the line. And, and I'm hoping we get there on that. But that's that's really it, man. Everything else, I think there's going to be a few guys that – like Dudley was a total surprise today. He's a good ball player. He looks he's the athletic, part physically. He's strong. He, yeah. he looks the part. Um, he, he was a surprise. Nobody's counting him for next year, right? You got Perkins who's really going to mature. There's a lot of stuff that's going to come into place that could be super special where we're deep as hell. We're, we're an Alabama or Georgia deep type of team, you know? So, um, you know, and Golden, I mean, uh, hats off to him this year, man, because this defense was not supposed to be like this. And, and I, I think this is the worst the defense will ever be under. him. And that, that's just that, that none of these guys are really his guys. You know what I mean? He came in with a, with some with some leftover guys. And I know before the for the season, talking to some coaches, they were really worried about you know what what how we were talent wise and all that. First play of the season, seventy yard run versus Mercer. Everybody's going, oh god! Like, but it seems he, like so long ago now. I know, but he pieced it together, and we really only had two games where we looked like shit. Every every other game, we were very competitive. Now, it wasn't always pretty, but. It, there, there was they had their moments where, where they, almost defense was not a problem. They did enough to to win a lot of games, and that's right. I think I think with the talent we got coming in, I mean, it, I'm telling you, man, like, don't want to get too excited because because at the end of the day, you still have to manage manage the group. It's going to be a different team. Um, you still got to manage a whole bunch of stuff. But if they work hard and put their noses in the ground and and don't expect it, but work hard. I'm telling you, they 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 have enough talent to do something really special, and I'd love to see Dart with some time. I mean, a lot a lot of his passes and stuff, man. I mean, shit, the dude was almost sucking soup through his trawler for the first first play of the game. You know what I, I mean? I mean, he so, would snap it and drop back, and there would immediately be pressure in his face. See, that's, that's the one area, the offensive line. That's the one area I look at now, and I'm like, that's still not up to snuff. It's that depth of options. They have some. Their starting yeah. unit can be productive enough. Obviously, that's the number one offense in the country, uh, I think, in, in yards per game over the last two years. And that offensive line has essentially been the same for the last two years. So I want to give them their flowers in that way. However, pass protection has been abysmal. So the depth of options, what they like, what mixes they can try when something's not working, that's where the portal can come into play. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up. Quinshawn Judkins became only the second running back to rush for 100 yards against Penn State this season. 34 carries, 106 yards. And again, yes, Penn State was undermanned. But Ole Miss was missing Cedric Johnson, so I don't want to hear excuses. You go out there, you do it, and the the defense defensive praise that you are, are kind of showery on Pete Golden here is completely warranted. Ole Miss in his first year finished in the top twenty five in ESPN's S and P rankings, um, and if not for that fluky seventy five yard play, and yeah, some garbage time stuff late, Ole Miss dominated Penn State. It wasn't just the offense racking up points and yards. That defense was getting after them. Now they were getting pushed a little bit to start. Penn State was coming out and running downhill on them a little bit, but then they bowed yeah. their necks, made plays. Dejon Anthony, what a spectacular year it has been for the Liberty transfer. So many good things about this team, and you return most of them for next year. So, hey, I'm not even shying away from the expectations. Lean into it. Embrace it. No, embrace the top it. five. You know, I, I think they've, they've more than earned that. I think that at this point it would be – 
agenda driven, if not just straight up stupid, if you left them out of the top five. <laughs> I mean, name me another program right now outside of the traditional blue buzz, Alabama and Georgia, that you're more excited about going into next year. Ole Miss. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I think it's um man, it's it's a great position to be in. It really is. And um they're <laughs> yeah, they're they're gonna be ranked high going to next year. And that's that's just something that um you know, I think Lane will do a good job, you know, you know, managing that and uh, making sure guys are working, working hard the way that they're they're supposed to be. You know, been in situations where you feel like you've arrived and maybe you don't get the same results. You lose one or two you aren't supposed to. But I think this is a chance. I think Lane will keep him locked in. This is a chance for him to do something um, that that's never been done. I mean, I mean, really, it's crazy to think, and, and it's it's, kind of, it's almost hard, kind of hard to fathom in your head. Um, that you know we're in that conversation like you know, I mean it's because we've been we've been Ole Miss fans forever you know what I mean like we're, we're huge you know we, we always this is about where we can get 10 wins it's like a man everybody's freaking out but now it's like man we feel like there's there's more in the tank so yeah well they won uh, 11 now they've done that thing that they'd never done before they now have won 11 games 10 wins used to yep. be the standard now they've won 11 it's and a different era right yeah it's a different era man Absolutely. like 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 it's no longer like, hey, you got to recruit, go develop. The pay for play is here, and mm -hmm. Ole Miss is doing well in the pay for play. They so understand the model. The expectations now for certain programs aren't what they aren't what they used to be because it's a different model, right? We may be we may be one of the best at this model. We don't know because the model's so new, right? Ole Miss may actually be one of the best at this model. May end up being a national powerhouse because we're so good at this model, right? The old you know recruit and develop and transfer and FCL year that's over, right? Ole Miss with the team we got now and, and almost 90-something percent of these kids are coming back. We're losing, what, Dayton Wade, Cedric Johnson, maybe a, a, a guy or two more. But look what we have coming in. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's I mean, it's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. And, and it's a good problem to have for Lane. And I think he's um, I think he's found a place to to hang his hat. He's been all in, man. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think I'm going to have to break down. I told my buddy, so, you know, I, I'm pretty – I've been – I've been very 50-50 with Lane the whole time he's been here. That's no secret, right? I, I don't – I haven't got overly excited because of at the beginning, you know, I thought he was trying to get out of here, so I wasn't going to sit there and fall in love with him. I've been kind of 50-50. I've been calling it like I see it, but I think that it's now time just to say, hey, like he's that dude, right? Like he's in at Ole Miss. He, he's, he's almost his coach. He's not looking to go anywhere this all season at all. He knows what he has in front of him. I think he's going to do something special next year, so – Told my buddies in, in a group text that I mean I'm gonna have to get that sip hoodie. I always make fun of the guys that wear the sip hoodie. I call them lane lane groupies, but I think I may I have love to break those that hoodies. Sip. I just like the hoodie. I just think it's sharp. Oh man. It's uh, I may have to break that sip hoodie out. I may be I may be fully on the train now. There you go. You should be. At this point, he's been here longer than he's been anywhere else. He's not yep. going anywhere, just signed a contract extension. Um, the entire program is fashioned in his likeness. It's pretty incredible to watch, and success has followed. Ole Miss is now nationally relevant in a in a national relevant way, more nationally relevant way than I can ever remember in my thirty seven years of existence. And I know Brad's been right there with me, so you know it's it's a remarkable thing to see. Before we leave, I wanted to do a few things first. Quickly, a helmet sticker, a piece. Since we already we're going to give Caden Prescorn one, we're going to give Trey Harris one, we're going to give Jackson Dart one. Um, Jared Ivy would get one. That's four of the six we typically typically hand out. I'm going to give one. You give one. My one is going to go to a complete surprise. You're not going to get it. No chance you get it. Jam Griffith, man. Got that whopper lick on special teams. Jam. They mispronounced it. They, they gave it to Monty Montgomery. It wasn't. Jam's the one that got the hit. Was that Jam? I was yeah, wondering if they both got the break. 
They said it was Monty Montgomery. It was. And I was like, their jam's going to get credit one place, one place on Ben Garrett's podcast. So, Jam, you get my helmet sticker because that was funny as shit, man. I love special teams. Oh, places. man. He, he almost knocked a kneecap. I'm going to get yeah. mine's going to be off. Mine's going to be off the rails, too. Mine's going to John David Baker. Comes back. He's offense coordinator at East Carolina. Comes back. Coaches in the Peach Bowl. His guy from his position group gets 150 yards, two touchdowns, something like that. He's not going to date you. He's not give it to you, give man. it to my guy JDB man. I was excited when he texted me say he was coming back to coaching the game. Came back, he was locked in. His guy was coached up to 150 yards, making one handed catches. That's all JDB. That's, yeah, but what about guy. the last couple of years when his position group wasn't producing much of nothing? Well, you got to throw the ball to him, you know. You got to throw the oh, ball. Oh yeah, 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 right, right. Of I want to add one more. Caden Davis, what a rock star of a kicker he's been for Ole Miss. He was a reserve from Texas A&M, and he kicked a 52 yarder today. Kicked, he kicked a 53 yarder in the oh. back of the net. Test this man. Some, yeah. so for some reason, old Miss, get this man, get get this man some testing. That back of the net, fifty three yards is pretty good. I mean, come on. And then, of course, since we've uh, gotten to the end of the year now, it's December thirtieth as we're recording this. New Year's Eve coming up. Give me a New Year's resolution for Ole Miss football going into twenty twenty four. New Year's resolution is going to be to manage, manage the expectations. Hmm. I think that. Um, I think this is one of those years. Cause I, I was on the Seahawks one year where they had everybody back. Great team. We didn't, we didn't make it to third round of the playoffs, losing before we went to the championship. And managing that group, because they, they had been to a Super Bowl already and lost last play, they all were back. They're all great players. But the whole key was like, all right, how can we show up to the game with nobody hurt? How can we show up to the first game with nobody hurt? We know what we can do in the game, right? We know what this team can do on the game. So Lane's going to have to really manage like, hey, you know, how can we get the proper work in without hurting one of these guys? Because the injury or two away will take it all away. You know what I mean? Back then, if we get Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman hurt, you know, we're not the same defense. Or Michael Bennett or one of those guys on the team. So it's how do you manage, like, let's get the proper work in but keep them working hard but not be stupid enough to where two guys get hurt where you lose a left tackle, a, a tight end, and maybe a, a, a D end, and all of a sudden you, you've lost some of your – some of your power on your team. So that's really going to be what Ole Miss is going to have to do. The talent's there. They know what they can do on game day. You just got to show up to game day healthy. And that's that. That's that's going to be our goal for 2024. I like that one. Mine was going to be, you've won the big one. You got over that hump. You've won 11 games. You've done the historic thing. Make it your place. Get, come to stay on the national stage this time. You know, if you've announced your arrival, going into next year, own it, Right. And it's kind of like what you said, managing the expectations. So my resolution for Ole Miss would be, you're not Ole Miss anymore. The Ole Miss that we grew up on, everything that used to be, uh, you know, figurative, not literal. Now it's literal. Ole Miss has done things it's never done before. So if you're going to look to next year, let that be the new normal. Let that be your New Year's resolution. This has been another Ole, edition. Ole Miss, Ole Miss is no longer the bloody sandwich in the cooler crowd. You know what I mean? It's not. I like we're that. national. We're a national presence. We are no longer the bloody sandwich in the cooler crowd. We're we're there to stay. So I think that's a lot of Kool Aid to be pouring on this December thirtieth. A couple of days after Christmas, we're feeling in the spirit, and we got some spirits in our Kool Aid, man. As we look to twenty twenty four and Ole Miss competing as a national championship contender, this has been the Ole Miss Morning After Show, the last one, I guess, of twenty twenty four. We're gonna do any other pods? Are we done? Yeah, dude. No, um, I'm I'm always available. We'll see what you got. You're big time. You got a whole station and a bunch of workers and. It's really Whatever. funny how he says he's always available because he, he knows how to manipulate the audience. That was a lie from him. 
And he's never available. But that's neither here nor there. Enjoy the new year, my friends. See you in 2024. Appreciate it. And we'll talk again. See you, Ben. Howdy, toddy.